on Instagram. This is not to flex. It's just so people can have an understanding of yeah, what's yeah, realistic. Yeah. He's the reason I'm making money on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't even know about it before Tyler told me. <laughs> so, same, same as me. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Late Night Motor Club. The only podcast you care about. I'm Alex. I'm Steven. And I'm Tyler. Welcome back. Today, we're myth-busting. Busting myth some myths. Busting, busting. Busting. Uh, we're going to tell you why... Making money in the car scene is doable or not doable? You've been How? seeing it all over the TV since you've been growing up. My eyes were closed that whole time. But you've been seeing it on TV since you were a kid. Gas Monkey Garage, Overhauling, Jesse James. Pimp My Ride. Pimp My Ride. West Coast Customs. Street Outlaws. Street Outlaws. <laughs> I said the same one as last time. People are out here building some sick cars, flipping it for a high dollar amount making some money they're out here betting huge wages oh, they're yeah. making some money and they're you're getting like, rich off of building sick cars they got racing them out here in the streets week-long turnaround times right <laughs> the thing we all hate is the the dreaded falsified uh speed at which it takes to build a car oh yeah uh, oh, yeah the yeah, discovery yeah. channel building where, uh, a car whole where, car where they have like a, a group of 15 people building this car and then plus we, another 15 off screen yeah right and then we compare it to ourselves where it's just one person yeah. and we're yeah. just like i i could do i could do that that's the expectation that's the standard yeah that's right what it should be the standard is that you're gonna make money you're gonna get your car you're gonna customize it you're gonna do some cool stuff that you've seen on tv and you're gonna be like you know what when i sell this i'm gonna make some money or even take it to events and make money or like somehow make money like directly from sponsorships or all this stuff that they kind of show in the, these TV shows. Or just being an influencer. You're going to be like, hey, I'm going to do this thing on social media. I'm going to get free parts and I'm going to get paid to do this. Yeah. Easier said than done. <laughs> and you get you're wrong. Wait, so you can't get rich quick off of cars? Not quite. What? <laughs> <laughs> and more often than not, you're going to go in and, debt. Well, yeah, yeah, more often than not, not quick and not rich. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the reality of it. Is like you, I understand everybody having high hopes and being excited and wanting to get into this stuff. You definitely still should. You definitely still should try. I'm not trying to discourage anybody, discourage anybody from stopping. Um, but the reality is, is for 99% of the people, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, Especially not like you see on TV. Right. And the one thing that people, I, I feel like, uh, cause this miscommunication or per- misperception in yeah, a way yeah. is there are a lot of people that have a shit ton of money f- from other things. Let's say that they're, they're already wealthy and rich, but then they got into cars. They started buying cars, building cars, all that. So it's like... There's a there's a perception error with that to where you're perceiving as, oh, I could do exactly how that guy did it, just being into cars, building cars and all that, when mm-hmm. that guy went through 40 years of his life acquiring this wealth and yeah. getting rich elsewhere completely unrelated to the automotive world. Right, and I, I think a lot of people, too, the misconception – gets led in a different direction because I think people see these cars and they see like when you build a car with genuine parts and stuff like that, it can get very expensive and it is perceived that you're adding value to the car because if you were to buy these parts separately, they'd be really expensive. When you put it all on the car, it becomes this unique build and people will be like, that's cool. I know people will want this. People will want these parts. In terms, the thought process is that this car is going to be more in value when you go to sell it or whatever, right? And that couldn't be more wrong. 
more often than not, you put all these crazy parts in it, and the car is worth less. Yeah, most of the time. Than Unless, what a stock car is, even yeah. if it has parts that are way higher yeah. in value. The reason that I think is why is because when you're throwing parts at a car, no matter how how uh, expensive these parts are, you're putting it uniquely together based off of your personal taste and how you want to build it. And a lot of the time, that's not how other people want it. And I think the other thing is, too, not everybody out here is Discovery Channel and got a 15-man crew or even a two-man crew. Exactly. And so people's, people, people's skills yeah. vary. And so <laughs> even though these parts may be expensive, it doesn't mean they're put together well. So the common, mis- or the common I think, perception of a modified car is that it's unreliable. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, I don't want to take the quote-unquote risk of buying this modified car because I don't know if it's going to work. Don't know if it was beat on, don't know how well it was put together, all like general maintenance, all that kind it's of stuff. It's a risk. Like right. e- even, for example, like myself when looking for a car to buy, I would rather take a bone stock, like oh, yeah. clean a, car yeah. that's never been modified over a car that's like, it's been effed yeah. with. I right. will say like, it's not to say that you can't sell a car that's modified for more money. It definitely, can't. it does happen, and it's not like crazy rare that it happens. But typically, those people that do end up selling, even like to break even or like a little bit more, just because of how rare and hard to get some stuff is, uh, generally you have to wait forever to sell that car and hold on to it because it takes such a specific buyer. So which it's it happens. Yeah. But it's like you might be sitting on that thing for two the years. Times I've seen builds get posted for sale at like a let's say a starting price of twenty five grand. Two weeks go by. Twenty grand. Fifteen. Yeah. Another four weeks go yeah. by. Eighteen grand. And then it just yeah. keeps going lower and then they end up selling it for like fourteen grand and they bought the car stock for fourteen grand. Yeah. Right. It's all really just like luck of the draw who sees it because i remember when i went to sell my genesis i think that was posted for like eight months and then randomly was bought sight unseen by a guy in the middle of the country who just had a trailer to him and then my rc uh i posted and i sold it within like three days yeah and i think the the difference here is when you're used to watching these tv shows you watch it because these people have a name Mm -hmm. gas monkey garage overhauling chip foos or, or you know, same thing. But these people have a name and you're watching that show to begin with. So their reach of people who are aware of what they do and are interested in buying anything from them just because that name is attached to it. Me being Joe Schmo, Tyler, yeah. I, I've been on the spectrum where I've sold cars and motorcycles after I've modified them for more money. You've been on the spectrum? Me too, been, dude. I've been on the spectrum. Me too. Okay. Right. Cool. But um, what I <laughs> Got, got me all messed Anyways. up. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that when you go to sell your modified car, right, going back to it, is that a lot of people are unaware of who you are and who built it. So the desire to get that car in general, whereas the desire that people have to go to one of those people to, yeah. to buy a car, they yeah. already, they watch the TV show. They're like, I'm going to go get that. It's backed well, in like a similar way as like when you think of like buying from a dealership. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, it's got to be good because yeah. of just history where those same shops have proven history that like even everybody has watched each process down to a certain point. Um, even that is like beneficial on the side of uh, reliability and having just peace of mind as a buyer. Right. Well, like one example with what you're saying is uh, 
let's just take a very high level, let's say, awarded SEMA build. And then the right person sees that build and then offers a crazy amount to the person who built it and sells the car. Mm -hmm. People see that as like, oh, they built that car. Cool. Somebody just offered a crazy amount of money. Why don't I just try to build a crazy car and somebody will offer me? No. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. No. It doesn't work that way. Definitely. Not. It's, uh, you're, you're trying to fit into a 1% type yeah, of yeah. situation. And that is very difficult to do. And it takes a lot of effort, sacrifice, and commitment to get to a level where you're able to do something like that. These people that are um, at the level, like, let's say, Chip Foose or these high-level builders – They've been able to make a name for themselves because what they've been able to do and it's recognized for that. Right. If it's how you're saying a a Joe Schmo doesn't have the same recognition as somebody that's been putting in this effort and credibility over the past 25 years and you come out here two months into building a car and expect that. Yeah, because you could have some regular Joe Schmo off the street buy the Chip Foos car, and he's all stoked about it because he bought it for the name, bought it for a high value. But what he can also do is go to your local car show, Cars and Coffee, and be like, oh, it was built by Chip Foos, and people are going to be like, That's almost oh, cooler. Yeah. Sh- oh, shit, this guy has, he, Chip Foos built this car? That's insane. That's sick. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas somebody would buy my car and be like, hey, Tyler Cordura built this, and he's going to be like, who? It's <laughs> no offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. exactly. Chip Foos, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which I th- I think it's it's cool in the sense because it's like I get inspired by that, for example, where it's like I would love to get myself to a point where it's like I have my name into where it's like people recognize, oh, Steven built that car, right. whatever it may be. But it's having a realistic expectation set for yourself to where – you can't have that expectation to try to uh, get that goal without knowing what you have to do to get there. Yeah. You have to know how much work you have to put in, how much effort, how much sack. I think uh, how much sack, how much sack sacrifice is what I was going to say. People all don't realize how much sacrifice actually goes into uh, doing this type of stuff. It's, it's, and by the time you get there, you you don't want to sell it, dude. You got so yeah. much emotion like invested in the thing. Not even right. the money, not even the time. It's just like, it's it's like a part of you. You're attached to it, right? And that's why I always say with my builds too is that I sometimes the monetary value doesn't mean anything to me because throughout the build process, the value that you get from it mm-hmm. is much more than anything would pay you out through the experiences and the people that you meet and everything because. To be honest, in our world, I feel like cars bring people together, especially yeah. when you have like a big thing. So, like I, I told you guys a little bit ago, like if somebody came up and offered me like, let's let's just throw out a number, seventy grand for my GTI when it's finished, I probably wouldn't take it. Take the money and run, Stephen. So, <sighs> it's uh, no, I get it, it. it's if it was something where my mindset was to build this and then sell it once it's finished or look to sell it when it's finished, then yeah, then I would do something like that. But when it's something where you do put a lot of your personal, I guess, investment into it, especially when it's kind of your first like namesake car. Mm -hmm. Like if this was like my fifth, like crazy build that I built, then it would be different. Yeah. Less attached to it. Yeah. Less attached. But when it's your first 
And especially with this where it's like, it's your namesake car where this is what you're trying to put your name out with. Mm -hmm. I think it could be different. So I think like definitely this, this covers like the, the building to try to sell for profit. I think we should get into even like, how can you make money? Is there uh, a lot of people are making brands these days. That's There's what I was, influencer so stuff. So can you get rich with cars? Technically, there there are ways where you can make money. There's a couple. There are. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, let's say, for the easy ways, uh, which let's say easy way is, let's say, just creating a brand and selling shirts and yeah. stickers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's becoming saturated to the point where that's getting harder and harder yeah, to very, be successful. With very because diluted. Because now you have so much competition of – all these influencers that I, I've even seen it to the point where it's like, uh, like somebody has 500 followers and they're releasing merch and they expect to sell the same Which amount. I, I will say a point that I haven't made in a long ass time because I almost forgot about it. Um, from someone who's had a brand since they like didn't have followers, I respect the people who try to start their brand when they're small versus the people who are big because to me i feel like that stands out as someone who like truly wants to like build this thing and like maybe they care about the brand more than they even care about their car or whatever yeah and then sometimes not all the time uh people who like develop their brand after popping off let's say uh kind of almost feels like a cash grab up there like oh shit i have all these followers how can i draw money from this right opposed to like someone who's passionately making stuff because they love it or whatever and all that kind of stuff. I think yep. the, the passion will prevail in, in the sense that, I mean, like, if you keep at it and keep at it, keep at it. It's 100%. The, it's the million, it's that whole theory of the million no's before you get to the one yes. Yeah. Yep. And so you're going to have a whole bunch of failed products and things like that that don't hit. You have to be passionate about it because it's not going to work the first 10,000 tries. You yeah. know, you got to be willing to stick it out for that 10,001. And the only people who are going to reach that distance is the people who care. Yeah. And that, that plays in part with what I said with sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Got to be willing to take some L's. Because even me yeah. and myself, like I've, I've had product launches of something like uh, I had a keychain lanyard, right? Jet like a, a jet tag. Yeah. Um, I my, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Come my, on. My first one was I didn't even, I just wanted to make something because it was cool mm-hmm. and I wanted something for my own brand per se. And when I put that out, the response that I had from it the first time, I only made 50 the first run, and uh, it sold out in, like, minutes. Okay. And I was just, like, not even prepared or ready for that to happen, and it was crazy. And then my second time launching the same product didn't do that. Flat. Yeah, yeah it fell flat. I you... had it on the market for two months before they sold out. I have a similar example with, uh, with typical. Like, I would say the first couple or maybe one or two – the, the first one or two drops that I did, especially the first one, it it popped off. Yeah. Like, I was stoked. It, it was going good. And then it started kind of leveling off in a way towards I did drop. And let's yeah. say I thought I was I like I thought I was going to sell like, let's say, 30 shirts and I sold five. Yeah. So, like, even when it's not working, that's going to be most of the time. You got to incorporate, like, a lot of the time when you start a brand or you sell anything – the first time you launch something or the first, honestly, like five times you launch some launch something, it's going to be better than anything you ever do on the, with exception for like growth and all that stuff. Um, because like your homies, your family, all that, they're going to be like, this is such a like first the, time. The initial deal. support. Yeah. They're like, like they Oh, show your, the exactly. Love. But it's not, and I definitely don't blame anybody for like 
not everybody can right. buy every drop. You right. Know? Which, like not, shout out to the people that like support every drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, those those are the those, those are the are best the, people. Those are um, the people you got to show the support yeah. to your day oh, ones. Can, yeah. You know? Yep. But, but you can't blame people for not copping every drop. No, I don't cop it, it, like, every drop, you know? It's it, just normal. It, it's it's money where it's like sometimes where it's like, I don't got 50 bucks to spend on a hoodie every exactly. two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, like if, I, if I had enough money, dude, my closet would just be unopenable oh, bro. with right. stuff all my homies have made. But I have to like pick and choose because I'm like, you know what? Maybe a tank of gas is kind of more worth it this week than yeah. uh, my 73rd hoodie of the month. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with talking about brands and then uh, making money off of it, don't expect to make money and like uh, consistent money off a brand right away. Oh, never. Yeah. Like if this is something where it's like you think that this can be like your consistent income, just starting a brand and then right away. That is not the case, and that's not the right way to go about it as well, where it's like you need to have the passion be the backing first yeah, and not rely on it being the money source. Yeah, because that's... if you rely solely on it being the money, first off, you're going to get burnt out like this. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> no money's going to be coming. Yeah. No money's going to be coming, and you're going to be putting in this work, and you're going to be like, I'm sad because I'm not getting money from it. Instead right, yeah. of like, I'm stoked because one guy bought my shirt, and that means yeah. one dude out there is walking around with something I drew on my desk. Right. Like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the craziest thing. And uh, what you're saying, the passion is going to be the number one key to success. I'm not going to say everybody out here passionate about the thing that you're doing is going to pop up because sometimes you need to revisit the idea that you're passionate about. I'm not saying that it's not good. It needs to be worked and manipulated into something that can be successful. But the Mm -hmm. passion is going to be the thing that drives success 100% because the guy who just does it because he cares about guy or girl who just does it because they just really care about this is the person who's going to just do it until it works. And not just with like brands that like doing like a merch brand or just clothing or anything like that. If you're releasing like any type of product, like for example, my case with the, the wide body kit, or I've, I have buddies that are creating like 3d printed, like miscellaneous car part, like anything of that matter where it's something you're creating and putting out there, you're creating a company. Um, it works the same way. Focus it on the passion and what you want to do and keep putting in the effort and the and the love with it. The money will come as long as well, as long as <laughs> it's not the, guaranteed. <laughs> as long as the idea is good, the work's yeah, good, yeah, the yeah. passion's good, the perseverance is good. You miss out on one or two of those things, that could be the result of failure. Yeah. If so, you're objectively undeniable, time will end in success, but I if like that. There's you, a lot of variables. There's there's it's, a lot of variables yeah. that set you up for success and you could be missing out on one of those things that is something where you just need to figure out and adapt exactly. to it. So And on top of that, as well as building cars and selling them or uh starting a brand, starting a brand and trying to make money that way, I think another thing that people should look at just because it's almost like passive, most of us are doing this anyways is look into maybe figuring out what it takes to get into the creator fund on TikTok or, or Instagram, whatever the Instagram yeah. is one that is like a thousand times better than the one on TikTok <laughs> or YouTube money and make yeah. like content around it. That's another viable way. I mean, look at Adam LZ, like yeah. prime example of making money from car stuff. Granted, there's like, blah, 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 oh, but it's, stuff, it's all right. car stuff. Yeah. Which that, and then also 
potential brand deals where it's like if you have a good amount of followers, you have enough reach, try to work – like educate yourself first, of course. Yeah. Um, but think about potential brand deals, Can- working with companies and doing something like that too. So it's you, you, the opportunities are endless as long as you know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, figure out. Yeah. There's so much information out there in terms of uh, being able to research on the internet or so many people that you could just – DM or ask questions to just asking simple questions like, Oh, how, how'd you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys kind of care about this. We can cut this. If not, how do you, do you guys feel comfortable just on a social media aspect? Only fans. So, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so people get an understanding because I feel like there's a misconception. People are like, Oh, he's got 30 K. Steven's at 90 K followers. He must be making bank off of all these brand deals and all these things. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm, always, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be completely open with like the social media following that I have, because I feel like mine's a, a bit smaller than the two of you guys. And, uh, personally I've made money from brand deals and from my account on average, like on Instagram, this is not to flex. It's just so people can have an understanding of yeah, what's yeah, realistic. Yeah. He's the reason I'm making money on Instagram. Right. I didn't even know about it before Tyler told me. <laughs> so, same, same as me. Yeah. 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 Con- consistently every single month for the past, I want to say six or seven months, I've been making around 300 to 350 bucks from Instagram mm-hmm. and from just posting, just, just reels. posting reels. And on, um, YouTube, I average anywhere from like four to $600 a month. Yeah. That's really good. So, that's like an extra thousand dollars I'm getting every single month just from social media. And I, you, the thing is, is you can't go in with the intention of doing it because it takes a lot and you, the stuff that you think is good may not always pop off. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, always the video that you don't give a shit about. That I'll, well. I'll, I'll give a perfect example. Like the month of May for the IG reels oh, yeah. program. You, right. You made a, I made three grand. Yeah. Uh, this past off, month, off of how many reels? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but like which one had the most like legwork? <laughs> but yeah. like w- one one reel, like it's now at like twenty million views, yeah. which Granted, is insane. You might not be able to recreate that every month, right? But no, but that's the perfect example. You still made the money. Month of May did that, yeah. and then the month of June, I think it was like six hundred bucks or five hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's like it's not very steady. It's not yeah. it's not consistent. Yeah. But think of it as something just on the side that could help benefit you into let's say buying this car part because, yeah. Oh, honestly, I, I got three grand this month. Oh, I could spend a little bit more on helping myself in this situation. So honestly, the Instagram thing is unbelievable to me just because it's yeah. like They're so many people so are doing money. this anyways with no yeah. incentive. And, uh, like last month off of, I think like five reels, I made like 400 bucks. And then this month off of three, just cause, uh, some of them did better made like a thousand dollars. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. See, yeah. Sometimes you can, you can make good. So that's like your peak, you know what I'm saying? As of right now. So there are times where you can make a lot. I've, you know, I've made over a thousand dollars before just from a single YouTube video. I think it also depends on your content where it's like, if you like consistently have good content that you're always posting, then it's like, it could work very well in your favor. Mm -hmm. If you're kind of inconsistent to where it's like one month's content is very different than the past month and it's not consistent in terms of engagement, then it's not going to be consistent with how it portrays on the view count and everything like that. So I want to do one more segment and I want to do sponsorships and partnership deals. Like when somebody reaches out to you on average, every partnership that I deal that I make, I'm only getting paid like a hundred, 200 bucks. Oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not much. And as far as like sponsorships go, it's 
definitely 100% the majority of the time, just parts. And it's like yeah. discounts. It's not like they're paying you to have their wheels. It's like, yeah. oh, I got 50, 70% off the wheels. Yeah. You know? when, it, when it comes to a company potentially giving you actual money, that's when it's working with a company that is on a very high corporate level of, yeah, of yeah, things yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. When it's dealing with even a bigger business, but like not like crazy high corporate or it's like a wheel company. Right. And Companies of- aren't going to pay you money to rock their stuff. They're, they'll help you out on cost or potentially give you a free set of wheels or whatever. Even, it may even be. like 30% off, but they're not going to be giving you out money and stuff. Maybe like that. if you're a YouTuber with like a bajillion subscribers, right. but even then like you're talking TJ about the 1%. People, they're just getting like, I mean, granted, I don't know the details of exactly everything, but a lot of these big YouTubers are, uh, they're just getting hooked up and yeah. like they're in response. They promote it on the channel. They're yeah, not right. even getting paid, but they're yeah. getting paid in like a set of wheels. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think that's uh, a pretty good way to cover it. I mean, we talked about, uh, TV shows and how that's like a misconception of flipping cars for like crazy profit. We're racing out here racing, making tons yeah. of money. Like there are you're people out there doing it, but you're not. I'm, I promise you, you'll probably go to jail before you make a lot of money. I think yeah. it's that aspect was covering a misperception of how kind of the high exposure TV scene has caused us to think that we could ultimately yeah. do it just like that. What is yeah. a reality? Yeah. And then also getting into kind of brands and making money um, and pretty much finding ways to make money in the car scene. But then also it's a lot harder than yeah. it it's really doable. Looks. It's just but, not probable yeah. Yeah. for most, yeah. unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Or at least right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that, let's just translate right. Let's get right into this. We're going to do another game today. What is it? Somebody said game? Game. I got games. Games. Today's game? Price is right. You think you know you think you know the car scene? You think you know the value of modified cars? Can you guess the price? No. Can, can you guess the price? <laughs> and to add a little bit more to the stakes, winner gets a hundred bucks. One yeah. fifty zero, from each. Zero. Yeah. To make it I'm gonna lose it all. Make it a little extra sweaty this week. Extra spicy. Yeah. The total points that you can get from this game from one of us is four points because we're each going to be guessing on two cars. Like, you're going to be guessing on four cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Total, total. 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 So each one of us can get four. Maximum. You at home, you could get six. Yeah. So comment down below. If you get six, we owe you 200. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. If if you beat us, don't cheat, dog. If you beat us, Alex will send send you a free sticker pack. Yeah, that's uh, sure. That's fine. Just DM me. DM. DM. Us. Uh, prove it with your. Yeah. Without There's cheating, no dog. way to prove that. No. <laughs> record yourself. Listen. Stop. Record yourself listening right now. You could even do that after. Anyways. Yeah. Just hit me up. I'll probably send you one anyways. Yeah. They come free with every order, bro. Just order something. Just. <laughs> okay. Getting into the game. Who wants to go first? I think Steven, because he was bragging he had some weird stuff. Oh, that's true. Steven was. Uh, go ahead, Steven. Send it to the group chat. Getting sent. Oh, he oh, always. Okay. These, dude, this ship. Okay, so the Chevelle, I think. Okay, so quick rundown uh, regarding the BMW oh, yeah. 335i. Uh, bunch of carbon stuff on it, uh, like carbon front lip, diffuser, trunk, KWV2 coils, T37SLs, Michelins, um, bunch of stuff there. More carbon stuff, Dang. charge pipes. How many Down miles? pipes, intercooler, uh, 
72,000, I think. Not bad. Um, yeah. I don't know what these sell for normally. Me either. But, but <laughs> I'm gonna, expecting older shit. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to... I'm going to guess high. Me I'm going to guess high. I'm going to guess... I'm gonna. I want to say like just below forty or at forty. I'm gonna say thirty-eight. Mm. God, I hate BMWs. Yeah, <laughs> just don't know anything about them. <laughs> Forty-two thousand. Uh, twenty-five grand. Oh, oh. <laughs> this thing's I, a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I was way over, uh, but it's fine. Kidding. If anybody's paying like thirty, forty grand for a three thirty-five i, they're on crack. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't um, know BMWs, bro. Twenty-five grand for this car is too much. Yeah. This, I mean, so this, I didn't say I'd pay it. So yeah, I just said I was, 30, 40 grand might be M3 money. This is just, this thinking. is just a yeah. 335 I. Like, if it was M3, I feel like it would be. But okay. with the 335i, this is the, the 3 series that people want because it has the N54 engine. First, mm-hmm. there's like 328, 325i, which those are like the base. So this is 25 grand. It's posted for 25 grand. Yeah. Don't, don't act like that's a deal. All a- y'all riding around acting like some big ballers. Oh yeah. I thought these things were expensive. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't they're know. not. No, that in Funny. in terms of like Kelly Blue Book on the three thirty five I, I think they're like somewhere around like fifteen grand or something like Standard that. Standard BMW. God, things. these freaking. Okay, so uh, next one. The next even, one. Even know less about. But, all right. Seventy one Chevy Twin Turbo LS three Resto mod. Oh, so shit. I'm gonna I this yeah. thing has seven hundred eighty horsepower. Twin precision, 76 mil turbos, uh, full speed tech track pack suspension, uh, full chassis redone. It's a full resto mod frame up build, uh, full interior redone, like ground, ground up. Full resto. Everything. Yeah. Damn. This is going to be a little trickier for me. So I, here's what I know. I definitely do know some of, uh, and a little bit about the older car scene um and i do know their prices have been hiked way up like specifically um i know mustang fastbacks are way up uh-huh. and i can only assume that this has unanimously gone up across the board with older cars and the chevelle being an old resto mod i'm just trying to to give a rational thought as let's to why i'm putting here. this price let's out. get the price here i'm doing 62 And to be honest, I think maybe that might be a little low. 78. 200,000. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. God. So do I, Damn, do I have so one just point to, for the other one? Just Holy to let shit. you know, like, I'm somewhat familiar with uh, older cars of this caliber when it comes to resto mod and this type of God. stuff. They are selling for insane amounts, especially at Barrett Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like when it comes to like old Ford pickups, Mustangs, Broncos, uh, Chevelles, anything of that yeah. matter, when they're full resto mod builds, people are just pay whatever. People are paying quarter million, yeah. three hundred thousand. Like there's shit. there's Too Broncos, much. there's bro- like old yeah. Bronco restos, like insane that are selling for four hundred thousand. And what do we call these from last episode? Shop build. Shop, shop build. build. And, or maybe uh, you know, before that. Be- before I'm going to retract the statement that I know anything about the old car scene because I clearly <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about at all. I was a couple hundred okay. thousand dollars. Okay, I won on a technicality there. So yeah. we both have one point. It, okay, right. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah? 
Right? Because you got the first one. Yeah, but I will kind of go back to what I said first. If you go over, you bust. So technically, does that mean I can get zero or does somebody have to win a point? Because Nah, you got that point. Okay. Uh, you, I'll take you, that. You I'll got take closer. that charity point. So, oh, one yeah. to one. No, that's one to one. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Who's up next? Tyler. Oh. Sending into the group chat. Doom, doom, doom. I have two builds here. Dun, dun, dun. Bam, 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 bam. One different oh, quality. Different quality oh, bro. Yeah, than this the is other. Way different than what my picture. Which one do you want first? Let's do the Subaru. Let's right. do the Subaru first. Hmm. Okay. So n- newer gen, bagged, camber. All right. So the Subaru. Starting off the Subaru. Okay. This vehicle. It's got thirty-two thousand miles. Okay. It's a twenty nineteen. The car has been pro-tuned by Ron Watson in Fatboy Tuning. Makes 420-wheel horsepower, 360-wheel torque. Has variable uh, power maps ranging from 290 all the way up to that 420. And obviously, it's got bags, wheels, etc. This is a toughie. Uh, I'm going to guess. What year is it? 2019. 2019. 32,000 miles. 32,000 miles. 22 grand. Damn, that's like right where I was going to guess. Um, Beat you to it. So we say twenty two five. I was gonna say twenty three. I'll do, I'll do twenty five. I'll do thirty. Answers locked in. Yep. Price is freaking right. Thirty thousand dollars. Alex got it on the head. Halfway to that honey baby. Oh my. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now let's move on to this atrocious. Oh no. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Oh bro. Oh, man. All right, give us the... I All guess right, the so this is a, 2006, it's a 2006 350Z. It's got 116,000 miles. It's got a Bic Res carbon fiber steering wheel, LED dash, carbon uh, creations, uh, spoiler, carbon fiber rims. They're yeah, those are definitely rims, to be rims. honest. <laughs> those aren't wheels. Those are some rims. Twenty. They're 20 inches. He's got Pirelli P0s in the front. And rear. He's got custom lights, custom intake, custom exhaust. Uh, I got it. Yeah. 7,500. It's salvaged due to robbery, not a crime. He just wants to let you know. 7,500. Um, Locked in. It currently does not run. Oh. Ooh, big difference. Okay, you need to say that first. Um, I'm going to readjust to 5,400. <laughs> 4,000. Answers locked in? Yeah. Locked in. Locked in. Okay. Hold on. Mother. The price for this car. I, I had it on a different screenshot. Okay. I made my screenshot. So the price for this car. You guys ready? Yes. Five grand. So you were closest. Hey. Damn. Steven. <laughs> All right. Steven got it. So I have how many points? Two. You have two. I have, two. I have one. He has one. Okay. And this is the deal. The tie this is the deal breaker because you yeah. can't get oh, any I more can't. points. Oh, damn it! So if so, I get both right, and if I get both right, ooh, Alex needs to search for another one, and we do a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sending. Right. Do 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 do. Do, do, Good do. luck with these. Oh, sweet <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> you like your red cars, don't you? Oh, that man. was an accident. This is hilarious. Shout is that, out Dylan. <laughs> is, that, is that one a DeLorean? Uh, you ready for the parcel? Oh, I actually saw... No, I saw that thing. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you want to do first? 
Uh, give me the Monster Miata. Okay, Monster Miata. It is. First of all, this is a 1997 Mazda MX-5, if you didn't know, convertible two-door. Uh, driven 180,000 <laughs> miles here. We have a... Such a sales guy. Specs. Clean title. Oh. Five-speed, 1.8. Uh, Tours and diff, OEM, harness bar, blah, blah, blah. 15-inch steelies, three-inch lift kit. Uh, wheels, you, you get the point. Bilstein suspension. Um, all original interior. Soft top looks just like new. <laughs> is it a manual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's tough. I know the Mazda game is like... 9,500. Oh, man. Okay. He's going to redo. I'm going to go oh, ridiculous. You're right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> 14. Okay. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. The price, 7,800. Fuck! Cool. All right. You ready for this? Now one? the fun one. Damn. This atrocity. It's not a DeLorean. I was stupid. No. It's a Lancia or something like that. No, this is a special car. So it's a limited, like it's a Lotus. It's listed on Facebook Marketplace as a 1968 Porsche 914. Mm-hmm. That it is not. Uh, it is a 1985 Bremen Brenman Sebring 1968 Volkswagen chassis Porsche 914 uh, motor and transmission. This car is super rare production, blah, 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 blah. It's basically a custom car with like a shit ton of... Uh, yeah, because the door is not a door. It just goes up. Yeah. 65,000 original miles runs well. This car was a show car and trailer back and forth. Four-speed tw- manual. It's a ridiculous car. I'm Zero mechanical work. 29 grand. Okay. Locked in. 50,000. <laughs> are your answers locked in? Locked, locked in. in. <laughs> Congratulations, Stephen. It is $14,500. Ah. I just thought it was absurd, so, so I do we need an absurd a tiebreaker? Because now Stephen both and I have two. Oh, mother! We rock paper scissors for a hundred bucks right now. We'll do it on your camera. <laughs> 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 or do it on your ca- on his camera, and I'll just we'll put your head in a bubble on the side. Yeah, that's fine. Or we cut for a split second. Tyler picks a car. Deal breaker. Sending. Oh, brother! Three pictures have entered into the group chat. Oh, perfect. Oh. oh, hello. This is a 1995 Lexus SC400. So shit. much to say about this car. You break necks. Don't you say get much. loads of compliments. <laughs> so this is tough because I, Alex knows these cars more than I do in terms of value. You'd be surprised, but... I don't know anything. Okay. Any big mods. Okay. Than what we see it's got... Here. 246,000 miles. Yikes. Uh, he's had the stator done. Is it manual? Oh, oh, he spelled stator? Yeah, he spelled stator. Sick. Okay. What and is the title on the article? It's it's clean. It's not a 2J. Not a 2J. Uh, okay. CBA. Okay. Um, 9,700. 9, You're saying 97? 9,700 locked in. Okay. I'm going to say 12.5. Answers locked in. Yes, locked this in. This is your second time to This is all for $100. Locked in. $100. Big Hundy on the line. Alex at $12,000? $12,500. And Steven at? $9,700. $9,700. for all the marbles. The price is $9,000. <laughs> Big Hundy. Alex had it. <laughs> Let it slip away. 
See, yeah, I just like... Steven can now finish his SEMA build. I can finish my SEMA build. What do you know? I just like Lexus's so much that I overvalued it, you know? Oh, yeah. Classic mistake. Tip- <laughs> so typical. <laughs> typical. All right. Well, congratulations. Me this time he wasn't... Me and you, and um, <laughs> we should just start a GoFundMe so the fans can pay for it next time. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to give this guy any more money. Yeah. And you know what was stupid? I lost so fast. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. I, this can't g- keep happening. This is the second game I've won in a row. Come really? on, guys. Did you win the last one? Yeah, yeah. he did win the last one. Somebody at home, right. please come DM on. us saying that you Let's beat. Go. You knew this. You knew these. So just finished up the game. Hope you guys uh, liked it. Um, we're going to move into the late night callouts now. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first since I actually have one this week. Uh, my callout is going to be homie of mine, text WRX, or text underscore WRX. He has the, I believe Stephen called it a stink eye uh, STI. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know they were called that, uh, but it is one of my favorite STIs because uh, it's a hatch, full Varus, uh, just full like race car style, even though it's bagged. It is kind of a show car, but is definitely more than capable of being uh, tracked. It's full cage, um, just Alcantara and carbon fiber on every single millimeter of this car like it's we joke about it with him that he is a psychopath he will search for like six months to find carbon door handle inlays uh and that's like uh i don't know it's that's insane wild the level of craftsmanship with his build like actually like it's this this is the difference where it's like it looks good on instagram and photos but then you look at it up close it looks better in person person, it's Awesome. He's the type of dude where, like, if there is a tiny little teensy weensy rock chip, he's gonna be like, "All right, spray the whole door. Like, we gotta get rid of that immediately." That's crazy. Yeah. And this car is just so clean. Like, it's just, it's yeah. it's my favorite generation of uh, of Subaru. In my Feels opinion. very yeah. timeless. Definitely gives me a little bit of that little uh, like Canadian Night Runner vibe, which yeah. I love. I, yeah. I don't know if he was going for that or not. Um, but it's it's obviously you know just very well done, extremely uh, appropriate and yeah yeah it's like great it. it's great and he's so, a super cool dude too yeah he's super nice he's a I forget what he does for work but it's something that's like extremely impressive he's a very smart guy so some sort of engineer of some sorts yeah anyways who wants to go next I'll go hit me with it so my call out. I am calling out Alex Nelson. His Instagram name is Galavantori, I think. <laughs> so he has a M coupe, so pretty much uh, clown shoe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I've always been interested in these cars, like oddly out of the I BMWs. Love them. Yeah, I, I cool. love them. They're hmm. just super unique, uh, shape wise, and everything. And it's it's a it's a clown shoe. But the stuff he's doing to this car is absolutely insane. So he he took a. Uh, a E92 M3 and kind of grafted it into this M coupe. And so that's what you see engine wise on it. He stripped it down. He is a engineer. So he has the smarts when it comes to designing um, the level of craftsmanship with this car is insane where it's like he is designing this car and building it himself as well. Uh, he is underway on a uh, push rod suspension for that's the rear suspension. Um, but yeah, just 
everything about this, he's designing it, he's building it, he's building it virtually as well, given that he's an engineer, so all the CAD work on this car, and then transferring that CAD work into reality, um, it's yeah, so cool to watch. Insane on the back end, as far as like yeah. the design work and stuff he's doing. The whole is crazy. The yep. whole push rod suspension yeah. thing on this is like actually just And, and the cool thing is, at. it's not just like oh, I'm going to make it look cool. He's an engineer. Yeah. Like, he's making it function properly. Properly. Yeah. Um, Ooh. And then... <laughs> go nowhere. Way better. <laughs> um, and then he does stuff where it's like he has a large format 3D printer as well. Um, so I always love seeing his progress in terms of uh, whatever he's printing, whatever he's making, anything of that matter. So definitely check him oh, out yeah. and uh, keep up to date on... Kind of uh, the uh, M Coop build and everything he does. That's a good one. You don't yeah. see too many clown shoes. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, like I said before, I just always have liked those because they were odd. And I don't know. They, they, the price. So that, <laughs> the prices of those have gone up. Oh, I bet. Insane. Those are like pretty rare now. Yeah. yeah. Even even just like not the M M Coop, just the regular Z three Coops. Mm-hmm. Even those are like you can't find anything less for like fifteen grand. Makes sense. That's nuts. Anyways, uh, so going to Tyler. My call out for this week. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name, so I'm not even going to try it. It's Andrew, um, and he's got this S13. It's a red S13. He is a paint, body, and collision guy. So all of his body lines on this S13 are just ridiculously good. And the craziest thing is this guy actively drifts this car. One of my favorite things about this is he literally drives it, balls to the walls, drifts it, drifts it, right? And then keeps the bodywork pristine like this. Not only that, the wing on the back, bro, is a freaking drag race, like, yeah, huge the, the drag, drag wing. That's a cool vibe. But it looks like it kind of fits it really well. I just think this is a super clean uh, S13. You don't really see S13 super clean like this. And then when they do drift, they're usually kind of a piece because they've been crashed. Yeah. And this guy just fixes the it. The body is... So straight. Really clean on this car, especially yeah, with the paint and everything. So His, it's his like, body work is just insane. Um, yeah, it's it's fairly common seeing kind of drift cars where it's beat up, good old drift stitch, uh, zip ties and all that. So seeing this to where um, the properness with the build in terms of everything is on the right way and it's well kept. And if any, any damage does unfold onto the car, it's not like he's just going to leave it. And that's what it is. He's gonna. He wants to uphold the the quality aspect of the build too. So that's. Uh, is that FD diffuser? Dude, yeah, he's got it, a lot of wild vents going on. Yeah, he's got a lot of wild vents, and they're just so well placed. And, and it, it kind of looks like a an FD diffuser. Yeah. What I was also gonna say is he has a great talking about what Steven said. Well kept in the sense of like if there is any damage, he's gonna fix it. He has an insane reel of the side of this quarter panel crushed, and he fixes it not by doing bondo and cutting it, by metal working this thing back out Hell and yeah. making a perfect nice. a perfectly good uh, panel again. The right way. So it's pretty sick. Nice. Hell yeah. Super clean. Yeah. So, no. shout out. All right on. I think this is a good, productive episode. Hopefully, yeah. we tried to make this one slightly shorter. Let us know if maybe you like uh, a 35 to 40-minute episode as opposed to like an hour plus. Right. Um, let yeah. us know what you this, like because yeah. it's at the end of the day, you guys are the ones watching and listening. If you guys would rather prefer, let's say, an hour or 35 minutes whatever kind of floats your boat. Yeah. Yeah. And let us know how you feel about the topic. We wanted to give you guys some insights of, uh, you know, some 
provide some value to you guys, not just talk some random things that are happening in the car scene or in the car community, just like what it's really like being in here and all the different yeah. facets of the car community and providing If you guys knowledge. have ideas on topics, please comment share. down below. We yeah. would love share. to see <laughs> down to Down to here if you guys have any cool ideas. Right. But other than if, that, if you guys like, are messing with this, like it. Yeah. Give us a follow. Share some love. Hopefully I'll have a new mic stand by next episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs>